this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Warning, the following broadcast contains adult language, adult content, frank safety discussions, and stories that might sound unbelievable. But believe me, every one of those stories is true. We didn't start the safety war, but we are going to fight to win it. For our families, for our communities, for our workplaces, and for our lives. Treat people with some respect, especially if they are offering free safety advice that is actually correct. Today on Safety Wars. I received a letter from a listener last month on a situation they experienced while getting their breakfast at a strip mall. Realize, I'm only getting one side of the story here, but it makes some sense with some information that I was able to verify independently. They were looking at a new retail location that was being built. The roofer, and this should be no big surprise, was not using fall protection when they should have been. The listener went over to the site looking for a possible business opportunity for like fall protection training. Politely, as reported by the listener, pointed out the fall protection issues and the contractor, rather than being open, polite, nice, even blowing them off a little bit was would have been probably appropriate here, told the guy to get lost in the most forceful way. Allegedly, the contractor is yelling, screaming, cursing, and effing him, you name it. What ended up happening? The guy took photos and sent them to OSHA and to date, and I was able to independently verify this, the host employer, the other contractors on site, and the retail establishment have been hit with a total proposed list of proposed citations in excess of $100,000. The retail client was whacked with literally hundreds of thousands in proposed citations since at least 2015. Now, I'm not advocating people start calling 1-800-321-OSHA because I don't think it's really necessarily constructive to do that. A better route would have been to train the employees, follow the laws, and do everything else to protect the workers and that being done by the employer. But let's talk about something else. Do your employees, especially the managers, have the knowledge, the training, or anything else on how to deal with the public and regulators when they show up. If not, then you're running a big risk on what they're going to be uh, saying and doing. For example, these employees are probably doing what their boss uh, does, which is yell and scream. And no, that they're doing what they were told the boss is leading by example here. By the way, uh, as an aside, this company, none of the companies involved construction company, the roofing company, the GC, the retailer. None of them were little mom and pop companies. These are mid-sized construction companies and a large retailer. Starting in the mid-2000s, we started to have cameras on cell phones. It became popular. There may have been some models that had it before that, but none that I'm really aware of or none of really big note. Before smartphones, it would take several steps to take a photo on a digital camera, put it on a computer, and email it. You would normally do it at the end of the day because there were no things such as public Wi-Fi, wireless hotspots, anything like that. At least nothing that were really affordable to the normal person. That's not today. Today, everything is done virtually instantaneously. 
And an altercation like this guy had with this construction company could easily go on social media, uh, you know, the whole video. If it was an influencer, they might have been going out there to try to provoke the guy and put it on social media and make a couple of bucks at his expense. So my question is, and I'll ask this again, what are you doing to train your employees or instruct your employees on how to manage these situations? How are you training them to deal with regulators, town officials, and any of the cast of characters we, as an industry, need to deal with? I'll give you a couple of suggestions here. First of all, don't cut corners and actually have your employees and direct your foreman to follow OSHA regulations and laws. Again, OSHA regulations and laws are just the minimum. You need to give them the resources. If they were following regulations, they would probably not have attracted attention in the first place, or this could have been an entirely different type of interaction with everybody. Some more takeaways. One, obey the law. We mentioned it. Two, teach your employees or find people in charge that can handle the public and engage the public nicely. There are cameras everywhere. Last year on one of our first episodes, we talked about a teen falling from a roof and it was all caught on a surveillance camera down the street. Uh, no, uh, from someone's doorbell, I believe it was. Always be polite, be professional. Have a plan in place to manage and respond to accidents, injuries, and other things that may arise on an emergency level. Have a plan on how to deal with a regulator, from your local town inspector up to Federal OSHA or who other regulators. There was one contractor up in my area that was a horticulturist or an arbor, where he would go and an arborist. He would go and cut down trees. Well, just about every alphabet soup agency showed up at his yard to see where the trees were coming from. I mean, agencies that you only read about in a book in college. No, I'm, for a week or something, what they do. All these weird and obscure places came out to do an inspection, and he had to, a plan in place on how to manage them. Smart guy. He's also a safety professional on the side. If you are a host, employer, or like this retailer that was paying for this work, you still might be liable for the contractors you hire when things go to Guvno. So, hire qualified contractors. Have a pre-qualification uh, list that in consists more than just do they have enough insurance for the mistakes we know that they're going to make and the people we know that are going to hurt and the quality work. Now you're saying to yourself, Jim, that is way too much to ask for. And I know that's what a lot of you are thinking. But consider this. The co total cost of training and a robust human resources system is small compared to an OSHA citation, litigation, and everything else tangible and intangible that goes along with these problems. How much are the proposed uh, penalties for retailer and contractor? The retailer is in the frequent violator program, so they're already on the list. And, and I use air quotes. The contractor is also on the list, right? Using air quotes again, it has repeat violations. That means they are potentially on the hook for a lot of money here. If you want to get into that C-suite, like Jay Allen had mentioned earlier this week on the Rated R Safety Show on our network, Safety FM, 
you really need to start thinking like one of the people who are already there. One way is uh, to, that you need to consider cases like this and how much it costs to your company or your organization. A lot of these folks tend to be bottom line uh, people. If you give them a presentation or a statement with two or three bullet items, you may be able to get into that C-suite or get in front of someone, especially if you're talking numbers. Say, look, we could save money on our insurance program, OSHA citations, and everything else. This is all, and there's and more things, right, on how we're going to get one step closer to winning that safety war. We're all talking about fighting here. And of course, keep us, safety wars, in mind. Contact us at 845-269-5772 or jim at safetywars.com. We can schedule some training, some other assistance for your company, and we get to see each other face-to-face -face rather than behind a microphone and a screen. For Safety Wars, this is Jim Polzel. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.